4: And welcome to a reality Monday here on Birds 365. You got Mac and Mac, John McMullen, and Jody McDonald, and the reality is it stinks. I don't know what stinks more the weather we're having here in the Northeast or the Philadelphia Eagles' performance against the Dallas Cowboys in Big D last night. Non competitive two weeks in a row. Not the way you want to be going into the last quarter of the season, but that's where we sit with the now ten and three Philadelphia Eagles. And Danny Mac and I will break it down for you for the next two hours. Uh, can I can I give you good news before we start to pick apart the carcass? That Is there here? any good news? Yes, I have one specifically right. good let's good news point. Get it out
5: of the way. Let's Land do that. Aubrey.
4: Maybe. <laughs> uh, no, that's for How the other. That, I, I'm talking Eagles here. Um, yeah.
5: They lost as a team. There isn't. Hey, a- you leave Michael Clay out of your mouth. He you didn't lose. Um.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They and they made the the punt. Uh, yeah. And Ruben, Ruben had the great stat. Did you see the last time the Eagles completed a pass on a fake punt that ended with a first down? Nineteen eighty-eight was the last time Woo. they. Yeah,
5: Michael, who would have John,
4: thought? John Pelchick was the nice. last Eagle punter to uh, successfully complete a fake punt fourth down pass going back to Washington in 1988. Of course, Rube finds that stuff. Uh, but you're right. I, I I stand corrected. We won't point to Michael Clay at all because the special teams will fine. But again, here's the only other downside to that. As you just mentioned, Brandon Aubrey, The Eagles had the second-best kicker on the field. Yeah, that's true. And that doesn't happen to Jake Elliott too often, where he's the second-best kicker on the field. So, yeah, I can throw Michael in, too. Uh, Jake didn't
5: do anything wrong, though. He made both his kicks, although they weren't as clean as normal, if you want to go that route. But uh, he made a 52-yarder. It's just that Brandon Aubrey is Mr. Perfect. 59 and 60 in the same day. The guy didn't even play college football. He played soccer at Notre Dame. Maybe somebody should uh parse these college soccer uh rosters when they start looking for kickers. He's unbelievable. And, and that's not 60 just squeaking it over the uh right. the, the the crossbar. He's banging those things through. It's pretty impressive.
4: Anyway. And and dead center too. Yeah. It isn't like he's got to sneak them inside the uprights. He's making him from 59-60 with distance to spare and right down the middle, no less. The kid was scary good last night, and that was one of the things I got, I got to do some eating of crow here. You know I said to you here, birds 365, and it came to fruition across the board last night. I appreciated the fact that the Cowboys went out and got Stephon Gilmore when they needed an upgrade at the other cornerback position. And he was really good last night. He made some really good plays. He made the argument he might have been the best defender on the field for Dallas. I said they needed upgrade wide receiver getting Brandon Cooks. uh, Nice, very nice addition. Didn't have to pay too big a price. Uh, He's had an okay year to this point. He was very good last night against the stinking Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, But here were the three questions I had about the Cowboys. I thought people underestimated the chances they were taking in these three issues. Number one, the head coach is the play caller mike mccarthy didn't know i think he's a good head coach i think he takes a bad rap as a head coach but i didn't know how good a play caller, how much he wrote on aaron Rodgers' coattails he's done a damn good job calling plays for dallas all year number two they go without a kicker to start the year a soccer player how can you have a soccer player as your kicker this kid's amazing and number three was tight end. I like Dalton Schultz and thought Dalton Schultz was a top 10 tight end in the league. You let him walk out the door to your in-state rivals. Jake Ferguson do any, uh, thing against Eagles last night? Did I miss him last night? They had no uh, answer for Jake. Yeah. Jake's thinking Ferguson. They couldn't second, cover Johnny. Second Mann.
5: straight game. They couldn't cover him. Uh, he did a good job here as well. Uh, yeah, he's a good player. Um, But that middle of the Eagles, Steve, my God, that back seven. Uh, And, you know, there's there's plenty of blame to go around. The offense, first time uh, in the Nick Sirianni era, they didn't score an offensive touchdown. um, So they had plenty to blame. Uh, defense up front, plenty of blame, but that back seven is just atrocious. I mean, and and Sean decides getting blamed for it, and that's fine. I'm not the one who proclaimed in the second coming of the greatest defense of mine in the history of football. That was you people, as I get criticized for being uh, too optimistic uh, uh, on this particular team. I'm not the one who told you that. You, you talked yourselves into that. I said, be very, very cautious about losing a coordinator like the Eagles lost and be very, very cautious about losing five defensive starters. I'm even going to throw Howie Roseman on the pile. I don't think this bringing in better in players is the way to go. I, I, I think they overdid it. I think who knows if they play Sidney Brown in week one, who knows where he'd be right now. I know where he is now. Uh, where's, Kelly Ringo, they throw on the field because they're desperate. He looks terrible. Well, he never played before. Got to get the startup costs out of the way. If you do it early in the season, who knows where you are? You know, teams deep in the playoff playing rookie defensive backs last year. Who knows where you are? Instead of putting 33-year-old guys and saying, oh, we're going to bring him in week 14. Not that it's Shaq Leonard's fault. But what is that going to do for you, Jody? at this stage of the game. So I'm even going to throw Howie Roseman on the fire. But right now that back seven isn't good enough. I don't know how you fix it. It's too late to fix it. right? So you just calm it down as much as possible. I actually advocated go simpler, play cover two. That's what they did, especially early in the game. Didn't work. I don't know. Anybody else has got some answers, please let me know. And oh,
4: by the way, the things that we thought were I, I won't go as far as say givens, but not, not questions. For the second consecutive weeks, Lamb Bradbury didn't play all that well either. When you <laughs> condemn the entire back seven, they're included in that. And yeah, they they gave up big place last night. And If you start with that as your anchors, all right, we're we're good. We believe in them. We're paying them as all pro, pro bowl level players. We need to have them play up to that level. They didn't last night. So then you get into the, we had to replace, do we do it with veterans? Do we force feed our rookies, get them up to speed, whatever else. But the startup was supposed to be, all right, at least we're good at the two outside corners. Neither one of them has been great this year. Agree or disagree.
5: No, I agree. Bradbury certainly – and that's another thing. You know, when you had so many people having career years last year, the assumption it was going to happen again is is a bad one. So, you know, you sort of have a regression to the mean. In the case of Slade last night, he was banged up. He didn't practice all week. That's why he came out of the game. He was their best corner by far. That's not saying much. Um, But, yeah, they're not playing up to what you typically – I expect of them, there's no question about that, so they're part of the issue as well. But you know, linebacker, we talked about you know, Clay Harbor brought up TJ Edwards again, Jeff Curse getting me in trouble with these uh balls that saying you know, the Eagles offered TJ money. I don't know if that's the case, um, I, I don't believe it's the case, and I'm part of that problem saying perhaps if you go all the way back to pre agency, Jody, I said, perhaps TJ just wanted to go home. Cause I talked to TJ a lot over the years. Um, he's from the Chicago area. He was a bears band growing up. I said, perhaps, cause he signed like 17 minutes after. Pre-agency. Right. As soon as free agency yeah. started, I, I said, maybe, and people forget the perhaps the maybe, maybe he just wanted to go home. I've texted everybody. Nobody's confirmed that to me. If it's been confirmed elsewhere, somebody can point it out well, to the me. W- the one place it was confirmed, which I don't put much weight on, was
4: he went on a Chicago radio station uh, shortly after he signed and said, yeah, I wanted to come home. I grew up oh, as a Bears
5: fan. That,
4: yeah, well, that's that's a Chicago radio station. Yes, He's exactly. sucking up to the hometown exactly. fans. Yes. I'd like to hear him say it on a Philadelphia radio yeah. station. Hey, well, yeah, or, or
5: even or even the agent or or TJ himself. I texted TJ. I said, "Were the Eagles involved?" Nobody nobody wanted to go down that road, which indicates to me, and then the Eagles' history, um, of not paying the position. In, indicates me into a certain direction. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I don't believe that was the case. Um, and and we can go to Marcus Epps because Marcus Epps made a a big play, uh, knocking Justin Jefferson out of that atrocious game. Um, but I, wait, you know, wait,
4: wait, there was a big play made in
5: the three well, nothing by you, relatively, game. relatively speaking. I'm talking okay. about young players the Eagles developed. Um, that could have been kept that could have been been here. You could have had some chemistry. Um, and they went in a different direction and they made the decision they made and you have to cut costs cause you're eventually going to have to pay the quarterback. Although, you know, that, that really doesn't kick into next year, Joe. Right. So it, it's going to get even worse. They could have kept both of those players and maybe long-term you figure it out. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of this big name trap um, and they keep going down it and I get the Super Bowl window is open, but I start to think and Sidney Brown, because Sidney made a lot of mistakes yesterday, but you see the talent, you see the range, you see it. And you say, what if that starts to click? What if that starts to click? Maybe it'll click next year. Maybe it'll never click. I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, But I know if they would have started it early, Instead of throwing out Justin Evans, what what is Justin Evans? No offense, and Justin's hurt. Long term, what is he going to do for you? Terrell Edmonds is already gone. What is he going to do for you? It didn't make any sense to me yeah, going but, back to week one but, again. But,
4: but when you draft Sidney Brown, you don't. You got to get a look at him. You haven't even gotten a look at him yet. You're just looking at videotape. You haven't had him in your own camp. You haven't had your own coaches coaching him. You got to have some veteran backup. Now, you get camp. And Sydney Brown is the equivalent of those guys. You put them out there because you've got them for years, not on a one year deal. Exactly. So I'm questioning the coach's ability to look at the players and go, yeah, oh, well, we got to go with the veteran guy because Sydney's not ready. Maybe they're a little tentative to take those startup costs and get them going. That's legit. But I'm not going to question how he's forgetting veteran backup guys to come in and compete for a position. No, I don't, really I, a don't, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't.
5: I don't have a problem with them being backup. So whoever you want to blame, that's, that's fine. Uh, I'm saying maybe instead of defaulting to veterans all the time, maybe you have to get, especially because there's an obvious lack of speed on the back end. So you need that speed out there. And, you know, maybe they crap the bed. Maybe you lose a game early in the season. Maybe you lose new England, but maybe you're in a better position now. Um, And again, all of this is just spitballing, but you never know why it would happen. But I remember week one, I said, yeah, I'd go with Sidney Brown. So I'm not going to change off that. And who knows where he'd be? I know where he is now, and right now he's not good enough. Maybe he wouldn't have been good enough. Maybe he would have gotten benched anyway. Um, But, you know, if he works, you got more speed. You don't have to go down the road of getting Kevin Bayard. You can go in a different direction mindbacker we talked about with Zach Cunningham and Miles Shaq, who didn't even work. And then you're out getting Shaq Leonard late in the season, Bradley Roby in, in, in the slot, which is more to do with the injuries. I get that, but uh, I don't know. Here, I, here's you
4: know. where I have my problem with coaching with Sidney Brown. Um, and this is, I'm judging him for far TV. you got a bad read because you're down there in practice. I just see when I, what I see when they play the game, he's a safety. And the fact that we don't think he's good enough to play. We, we, we're going to bring in the Evanses of the world to, to be there just in case. And then we're going to say that Evans is better than Sidney Brown is safe. Oh, so let's get Sidney to play in the slot. Now, wait a minute. You drafted him as a safety. He looks like a safety to me. He plays better in coverage coming forward rather than going side to side like you need to do when you're playing in the slot. And they play more in the slot than in safety to begin with. That's coaching. That's not on Howie Roseman, his decision-making process and putting together a roster. That's the coaches who go, Well, he's not good enough to play safety. We think Justin Evans, uh, a veteran who's seen his better days, is better than Sydney Brown in safety. Oh, but we'll give Sydney a lot of slots because uh, this whole do you buy this, John? And I know we're getting off on a little bit of a tangent here, but that the the safety position and the slot corner are virtually interchangeable. I look at them as two very distinct and different positions. There are some things you have to uh, do. Oh,
5: yeah. I mean, JG's that "Yeah, JG is the one who said that." And his defensive scheme, which is the same defensive scheme as this one, they just played it better. Um, it, it is a mirrored position in the fact that uh, um, you have a lot of the same responsibilities with with the coverage, all the quarters coverage, and uh, you know the plus one on the back end. It's a little bit, and he said a little bit of a mirrored position, similar traits and things like that. But, um, you know, when you're playing cover too, it's not. Um, you know, when you're playing quarters, it can be. Um, so it depends on the coverage and things like that. But when you have somebody like Abante Maddox who can do both, um, it's very, very helpful. Um, you know, Kevin Byard in his prime. Who could do both? I don't know if he can do it anymore. We haven't seen any evidence of it. It's very helpful, um, but you know, yeah, you're you're right in the fact that you you draft the guy as a as a post safety after he played box safety in 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 college because he 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 looked pretty good at the Senior Bowl, in um, in sort of a fish out of water type of situation. So you draft him to be a post safety, even though he's a box safety. And then you play him in the slot. Well,
4: good luck. There you go. That's on the coaching. That's not on Howie. That's on the coaching. Uh, Way too much time talking about Sidney Brown. Eagles turnovers. You can't do it. They're star players. You're paying AJ Brown. Who's been great since he showed up here. Can't put the ball on the ground. AJ. Devontae Smith was whole- very
5: dismissive of that, too, by the way. Wait, you're not He's allowed saying.
4: to talk about it when he puts the ball on the ground? Really? No,
5: no, no. He just said, we got bigger problems, and you can talk about it. He talked about it. He said, I'm just being honest, but we got a lot of bigger problems. I'll try to find the exact quote, but, uh yeah, didn't come across well. Um, I, I would know. say
4: that. And Devontae is uh, as good as it come with young wide receivers and it was late, and I thought just on first glance that they they should have blown it dead. They showed a slow-mo instant replay. Ball came out. You got to, you got to take it to the ground with you, and Jalen Early gave yeah. it all up, and that was a dynamite defensive play. That was a tremendous defensive play. You just can't let that happen.
5: By the and way, you- the, yeah, the other team, I'm glad you brought that up because nobody takes the football way better than Dallas on the defensive side. The other, the other people, but here's the A.J. quote. I think we are trying to make plays, man. You know, of course, we have to hold on to the ball, but we're trying to make plays. Holding on to the ball, of course, we want to hold on to the ball, but that's the least of our worries. That's just me being honest. Um, I will say, I think it was Donovan Wilson on the Jalen Hurts fumble. I think it was Bell on the Devontae Smith fumble, and I think it was Gilmore on the Brown. They're really good at taking the football away. So too often Eagles fans don't pay attention to the opponent. Right. Nobody's better, especially in the secondary, at taking the football away than the Dallas Cowboys. And it's been like that for years. It's Mike, not. Just, I was
4: going to say, if John McMullen knows it the day after, guess what? The Philadelphia Eagles should have known it the day before. A.J. Yeah. Brown's got to know that. Uh, Devontae smith got to know that. Jalen Hurts got to know that. They're going to punch at the football. They're going to try and take the football away. This is what they do. You have to be extra cautious and hold on to the football. And they didn't, plain and simple. You're not putting the ball on the ground three times and winning a game like that.
5: And that's, that's- those are the Eagles' best players, all of them. Bang, bang, bang.
4: Right. If Quez oh, had given up, we all would have went. Yeah. It's Quez. Yeah, it, it wasn't catch. Quez. They couldn't get the ball. The Quez doesn't make any catches in a game like this. The Stars, unfortunately, gave it up. Speaking of Stars, a return of a star. A little under the weather, a little IT issues last week. We missed out on Jeff Kerr. We are I'm going to yell at him.
5: Jeff right off the I bat. Have, oh, I, hope oh, I can't well, wait I'm sick. This. I'm uh, sick.
4: I, I believe that Jeff Kerr was actually sick on that store might have been more I feel bad for accurate uh, description uh, but he's good today he's got a smile on his face even though the Eagles got their ass kicked for the second consecutive week Jeff Kurt, CBS sports guest number one here on birds 365
2: go to get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
6: At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience,
4: Appreciate you streaming in on a tough morning here on Birds 365. Eagles get their tails handed to them for the second consecutive week. And we missed Jeff Kerr's commenting on the 49er beatdown. So we got him in time to get the Cowboy beatdown coverage in. Oh, Uh,
5: double beatdown. Yeah, two weeks in a row,
4: not good. Much ugliness. Jeff Kerr, what concerns you most about this now on a two-game losing streak Philadelphia Eagle team?
8: No fight. I saw a team that doesn't embody the city of Philadelphia. I know that's an old school mentality and old school thinking, but I saw a team that all I hear is talking, 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 talking from these guys the last two weeks, and this is what you put up against two teams that have equal to better talent than you. This is this is what I see. Um, you know, I I see a team that they're getting outplayed, they're getting outcoached. I think they have an answer to it, but that's not a good sign when you've just got two teams that just beat you down. When you see DeMarcus Lawrence saying, oh, we just kept punching and punching and punching, or I, I forgot what the exact quote was. And you got Debo Samuel and, you know, Nick Bosa and a bunch of these guys just talking trash on you. Like, don't you want to come out and prove something? It looked like they were just going through the motions last night at times.
5: Um, Wow. Going after the team, that's not Philadelphia like, Jeff. You got to go after the coaches, Brian Johnson, Sean Desai. Well, that was my hot take. They should be set adrift on the Schuylkill. Forget about Bayard. Um, the coordinators are always the problem in Philadelphia. Uh, or are they? We, we've we given Howie Roseman all the flowers. This defense stinks. That's terrible. Swiss cheese. There's no personnel on the back end. None. You have a descending couple outside corners now. Some of that might be injury-related. Some of it might just be coming down from a career year when it comes to Bradbury. But all the moving parts and all the other places, come on, man. It's not good enough. And it's not getting good enough, Jeff. And they try to go this route with the veteran players. I don't like it. It sort of worked a little bit with Lynn Ball and, and, and Dominican Sue last year, and I think how he fell in love with it. I think oh, it was yeah. a mistake.
8: I you know, same with Shaq Leonard. I knew Shaq Leonard wasn't gonna be and look, he barely played last night. John, do you know the exact number of snaps he played?
5: I think it was 14. 14,
8: yeah. yeah. But like I, I I didn't think he was gonna make that much of a difference here, but I, I, I love what you said about the back end. You know what bothers me about the back end of this defense? They got no young guys that can replace them. I get tired of hearing about Josh Job and Kelly Ringo and guys like that. Kelly Ringo, I saw what he. Why he? I'd rather
5: play. watch Kelly Ringo play than and Cindy Brown play than um, these veterans. I really would. I, I, I would. I, I, throw I agree throw him, with with him you in there. the deep end of the pool. Throw him him in by the deep fire. And yeah. You know what?
8: I I I know why he doesn't play Kelly Ringo, but I think I'd rather see him right now because you're going to give up a thirty yard pass. What's the point?
4: Yeah, I can't... I can't well, Howie I'm exaggerating for a little we're bit. We're remembering that the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. were in the Super Bowl last year, right? And we knew their mission this year was to get back to the Super Bowl and actually win it. So you're going to go with an undrafted... You don't think Howie would get crushed if he said, listen, coaches, get this undrafted free agent up to speed by the time we no, get to a, week number 17. That's a
5: fourth-round pick and a third-round pick, uh, Calais Ringo and Sydney Brown. I'm not talking about Ringo as much. I think, you know... Ringo should have been playing over um, the undrafted free agents, Josh Job and and e- Eli Ricks. I think so. You, you think, think the Eagle
4: coaching point, staff is that bad that they can't realize that a player who was drafted is not better than a player who was undrafted?
5: No, I, I'm not. So what no. would be
4: the reasoning that they would play an undrafted player over a drafted player other than in their eyes, their ability to judge talent? The undrafted player is
5: better. Because they perform better in practice, which they did. I was at practice every day. But at some point, you have to say, you know, maybe a certain kid with more talent, maybe he's a, maybe he's a game day player, maybe he's not a practice player. At someday and I would add into the fact that Josh Job didn't play well when he got his opportunity. Eli Ricks hasn't played well when he got his opportunities. Um, either did Kaylee Ringo. Then, when they
4: put Kaylee Ringo in last night. What yeah. happened?
5: Uh, All I'm saying is, and I went through this with Dennis Green. I'm going way back when Dennis Green showed up and said, there's a new sheriff in town. And I remember he played a bunch of young guys and we're like looking at him like, are you kidding me? These guys have done nothing. Carlos Jenkins, one of them anyway. Um, And they needed an influx of speed. This game's about speed. Let's face it. They needed a big influx of speed and he plays all these young guys, and there were some hiccups, but they were better, and they ended up making the playoffs in his first year. I'm not saying it's foolproof, but if you don't have speed in this league, you're in trouble. And right now they're playing with no speed on the back end. You
8: know, John, there's a reason. I know people in this town don't like Andy Reid and Joe Van, but there's a reason why I always respected those two. Because when Darius Slay goes to you, Pay me or I'm getting cut. Joe Banner, see ya. We don't need you. Uh you're old. We don't care. And you're seeing the result. James Bradbury, same thing. It's almost like, okay, we couldn't get CJ Gardner Johnson for whatever reason. You know, we we have our sources, we have our you know, opinions on what happened there. And then it's like, okay, well, we'll go sign James Bradbury, even though we work on sign him. Well, now James Bradbury's old. And now you got two old quarterbacks and you got no one to replace them. Like you said, Josh Joe, when he comes in, he doesn't play well. I'm not saying he won't be a good player, but that's the vision I have. Same with Kaylee Ringo. Same with Eli Ricks. Um, Sydney Brown has at least shown some flashes, but again, he's another really one. Got to play more. It's I, I, They're they're good at defensive tackle, but that's the other issue I have, too. Does anybody besides Assam Reddick and Josh Sweat rush the passer on this
5: team? They they tried to get Nolan involved yesterday a little bit more. Yeah, a little little bit. He had one
4: pressure and played more snaps than he's played all year. About
5: time.
8: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they were down 20. But
5: he's another guy. Yeah. I mean, I have some worries about Nolan Smith, about can he hold up and the shoulder, and maybe he's not healthy and all that kind of stuff. But if he is healthy, yeah, he's got to be out there. And he should be ahead of where he is now. they seem to have trouble with their startup costs and, and they don't want to go through it maybe because they are a Super Bowl contender or were a Super Bowl contender. I'm not sure where we are. Um, They don't want to go through them. Boy, man, what is the 49ers? How many, how many defensive backs they, they played last year that were young players? Was it the 49ers? 49ers Um,
8: played a lot. I mean, Lenore was one of those guys. Like, I, I I mean, I know they kept, um, uh, is a young guy too. Who's out well, of the,
4: the team that did better than anybody else with the Chiefs?
5: They yeah, the Chiefs. I'm with. sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the Chiefs got tons the and tons of That's the who I was thinking of. The Chiefs. Thanks, Jody. Yeah. And they won the damn thing. Yeah. And they're playing all these young defensive backs. You think those guys did make mistakes? I they, guarantee you. They made a they they lot made during mistakes. the
8: year. They made yeah. a ton. They made a ton of the Super Bowl. But yeah. they still play it. And now they got an elite defense. Uh by the way, can I just go off on the little rant about the Chiefs? Kadarius Tony was all sides. Patrick Mahomes.
5: Yeah, deal with it. He's a bad
8: football player.
5: Lost his mind. Holy, I can't stand people complaining about officials. And this is a perfect indication. By the way, and I'll give him uh, his just due because he does a great job. There's a a a Twitter account NFL Rep Stats, uh, one who does a tremendous job breaking down all the information, and he sends it out to media people. So now all the media people have all this information, which I don't think is a good thing. So you come into this, to use the Eagles-Cowboys as, as an example, the Eagles were 7-0 and with John Hussey uh, uh, as, a, as the referee coming into last night's game, and all the Cowboy fans were losing their minds during the week. Oh, my God, look at what the league is doing. And then after the game, the Eagles – He was also a home field referee. Uh, The Eagles are complaining. Oh, they got called for a pick. They picked up this flag. They picked up that flag. Persevere. When you lose by the score, the Eagles lose by it ain't John Hussey's fault. And if you're offsides, yes, Jeff Curry, you're offsides. Kadarius Tony's the dumbest player in the league. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're blatantly offside. Um, Yeah, they threw the flag. So,
8: so John, when that play happened in real time, I'm getting ready for, you know, the blah, blah, the Eagles game for CBS, but obviously I'm really paying attention to Chiefs Bills because, one, I like both those teams. I said it before it even happened. I'm like, is he? Did he not signal to the official? And he didn't. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes – for him to say what he said after the way he won a Super Bowl last year,
5: I, 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 I've yeah, had enough frustration. Of it. And yeah. then the, the, the week <clears> before, sorry, Joe, the week before they had that pass interference that wasn't called on uh, MBS. But guess what? Earlier in the season, they were getting calls every week, and everybody was saying, oh, the Chiefs win every game because of the offense.
4: Earlier in that quarter they'd gotten a call that I saw Yes. That's not a penalty. Yeah,
5: uh, so those kind lies, of, you know the yeah. real frustration kind.
8: You're the real frustration lies with Patrick Mahomes. He knows his wide receivers. Oh, they stink.
5: They stink. That's the them.
8: issue. It, yeah, it, 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 them. yeah the, the Chiefs are not going to the Super Bowl with that group, I'm sorry.
4: And I don't remember which one of you called him the dumbest player in the NFL, but you might be right. Um and almost every play in the NFL, if you're a wide receiver, unless you're you're playing with pace and you're trying to get there as soon as possible, you can always look over to the referee and just, "Am I on side?" And he'll nod his head and go, "Good," or, and then you have to take a half step back. And Tony didn't even bother. I so was he's taught this. Solid foot offside. That's I never. You? Why didn't you look at the referee? Would have told you
8: move back. They do it all the time. I was taught this in. Fifth grade, and I never played wide receiver. There's certain things you do. It's he ain't do it. He's just dumb. He's a dumb football player. I only, I can't believe Kadarius Tony is in the National Football.
4: I can't believe the Giants took him first round. That's. That's
5: the the bigger question. As
8: well, that's matter. why the Giants suck. They draft players like Darius Tone.
5: All right. I, I I started a new thing on Twitter where I'm going to uh, tweet one hot take after each game. Uh, because people get rewarded for this. Um, so I'm going to put one outrageous hot take about each game. My hot take this morning, guys, was fired? Question mark. Sean decided Brian Johnson be, should be set adrift on the Schuylkill and banned from polite society. <laughs> now I think that's pretty clearly a joke. Sure enough. There's one guy said, is this for real <laughs> or is John being tongue in cheek? I, 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 anyway. Hot that's thing. why you do it, John. You
8: do it yeah. for the responses.
4: Yeah. No, you shouldn't, because that's what David Carr did. So don't, don't even go there. We rip
1: the shit out of David
8: uh, Carr. That's why I make shit. a pun of David Carr right now.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm not going to advocate for that. Here's yes, a legit. I
5: truly am advocating to them to be set adrift. Legit on- on-
4: question. Uh, and they complained about it somewhat last night. Shame on them for that. Um, you can't even go there, and you can't even risk it, because it's a judgment call, and the judgment goes against you, and you pay a price. The wide receiver pick plays. Nick Sirianni is Mr. Wide Receiver. Former wide receiver coach. Talks up to wide receivers all the time. Why do they have an inability to do it and get caught doing it all the time and other teams do it? What looked like two very similar plays. On the one play, C.D. Lamb just, like, did a spin move. Paraguay. Yeah, pirouetted out of the way so that he didn't get the flag. He does it correctly, but the Eagles lose a big play because they uh, run a pick play. That's on Sirianni, right? He is Mr. Wide Receiver Coach. He's supposed to teach these guys how to be able to do that and not get flagged, and the Eagles continue to do that. Shame on Nick Sirianni, I say. Hot take or no hot take.
5: Uh, No, I've been talking about that for years. uh, They can't run a damn pick play. Everybody, uh, well, it's a pick play if you're, if it's against your team, if it's for your team, it's a rubber out. Right. Um, and CD lamb did it correctly. He did a goofy pirouette as Jody pointed out, but he did not hit the defensive back. AJ Brown hit the defensive back. It's a, penalty. Uh, uh, it's a penalty. Stop comparing the two. It's a penalty. And you know, the fact that you get away with occasionally is a bad, uh, call non-call by officials. Um, yeah, they can't run a damn rubber out. I've been saying it for years. It's unbelievable how many penalties they get on that, especially because they have good receivers, well, at least two good receivers, who should know better. By, that was a penalty. Way,
8: by the way, John, it's I I never said it two years ago I should have when they traded it up because I knew who they were going to take because I was told that. it was They liked Devonta Smith. But when they did trade up, I said, because then I put my Penn State bias on here, they should have took Michael Parsons.
5: Yeah, I'm surprised more when Jody and I talked about that. That wasn't in the equation for the Eagles. Eagles, No, it it wasn't. Yeah. The Eagles were going to take a corner. Um, yeah, and,
8: they, yeah, they they originally won Sertan or, or Horn. J.C. They, Horn, they, were, they, like,
5: yeah. it, they had four players. They had J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. And once three of them were off the board, they went up and got Devontae. Yeah. They were never even thinking about Micah Parsons. Remember, yeah. and Jody brought this up, and I forget about it, and I shouldn't because I should take credit for it. I, I had told Jody throughout that draft process that, Micah Parsons looks like an edge rusher to me. He doesn't look like an off-ball linebacker. Yeah,
8: the, but Pride played him at off-ball linebacker, but I always thought he was an edge
5: rusher. He 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 had short arms. So you know the NFL, oh, he's got short arms. You can't, you know, you got to have 34 and a half inch arms to, to be an edge rusher. I uh, and the Cowboys, people forget. Yeah. He was playing off-ball linebacker. was playing good linebacker. Until Demarcus Lawrence got hurt and they couldn't rush the passer. And they said, oh, Jesus, what are we going to do? Let's give uh, Micah Parsons a chance. And the rest is history. Yep. Um, yeah, it's amazing, this league, it's sometimes. sometimes, And, you know, he's a tremendous player, Micah Parsons. And that's another example of, you know, sometimes you got to tip your cap to the other team. The Cowboys are a really good team. Obviously, Eagles fans don't want to admit that. They've won 15 straight at ATT t Stadium. They're scoring 40 points. They actually held them under. Well, they were scoring 40 points a game at home. You know what the Cowboys defense.
8: did, John? They were like yeah. the Eagles last year. They took a huge lead, and they didn't need to do any anymore. Yeah. They just ran the ball the second half. Well, hey, look, they ran the ball.
5: That's true. That's Which, true.
4: Oh, by the way, thank you for reminding me, Jeff Kerr. This is not a hot take. This is me looking into the camera and telling you if you've been a fan of birds, Three 65, you've been a fan of mine, wherever I work since the day Nick Sirianni was hired. They idiotically deferred to start the game. Yes. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I said this, this is not twenty twenty hindsight. This is not after the fact. This is, I've been saying it for years and I said it right here on bird street 65 last week after the way the defense, was trounced for six consecutive touchdowns last week by san francisco if you get the coin flip take the ball maybe you get a drive maybe you get to play from in front maybe you go down the field and get seven you do not let the cowboys come out and march down the field and get a touchdown on you at your expense you give them the ball and what happened they won the coin flip. They kicked off, and the Cowboys went right down the field and stuck it into the end yeah, zone, man. and the Eagles were playing for That's a hell of hours.
5: a run, by the way. They they went 10 consecutive drives, giving up points. Um, yeah,
4: so let's get our defense out there as with, quickly with, as possible. That with, is just uh, – th- that's coaching malfeasance. I'm sorry. J- Jody, the fact I, that you make the decision ahead of time based on analytics – not having anything to do with the situation or the individual game matchup is just wrong. I don't care how strong the analytics are. I don't care that Bill Belichick has given it his blessing. Screw it. You got to play, make an yes. individual decision on an individual game. And I was, I picked the Eagles. I trust the Eagles. When the coin flip went up and they said, we'll kick off. I saw oh, we're,
5: we're screwed. <laughs> We're screwed. They lost the game on the coin
4: flip. Yeah, they, they, they did, they, basically, well, yeah. A lot they, of times that happens. Left. It's over as soon as before it ever starts.
8: But My takeaway from the game was from CBSports.com and I wrote, like, why the Cowboys won. I said, well, the Cowboys dominated all three phases of the game, and I put why the Eagles lost. I actually did mention, I'm like, the Eagles lost once they aside to defer. <laughs> so there you go, Jody. Yeah.
6: I, you.
5: It, it's, it's almost uh, too easy to um point out the deficiencies of this defense. So I'm gonna switch to the offense for a second.
8: Uh, can we you, you know can we please talk about the defense some more? I I I'm we'll, already we'll, like we'll get to G's. it because I gotta I gotta
5: clear something up with you about TJ Edwards because all these idiots are coming after me.
8: Uh, for, oh with... because of what I told Clay last night.
5: Yeah, yeah. And there's there, no evidence, and tell me if I'm wrong, but no evidence that TJ was offered more money by the field. Now they're saying the Eagles offered him more money. They do not offer more offer money. Money. Yeah, they, they, these people are nuts. Anyway, but offensively, Dak Prescott, now the leader in the MVP race, not that that matters, uh, had another tremendous game. Um, he threw the football to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different players. Um, the Eagles threw it to three, unless you want to put Braden Mann into the, the equation. Yeah, I'm not counting um, him with Alameda Zacchaeus. Nobody else had a target. Nobody else except AJ yeah. Devontae Dallas Goddard. Now, those guys are great. Don't get me wrong. But there's got to be a curveball at some
8: point. I mean, I know Quez Watkins played. I saw him on the field, but I didn't see him get a target.
5: He didn't get a target. Nobody. DeAndre Swift, Kenny Gainwell, nobody out of the backfield, not a backup tight end, nothing.
8: It's a Madden football team. They just target three guys, and that's it.
5: Yeah, that's got to change. That's got to change. Um, as good as they are, And you can beat the New York Giants and the Arizona Cardinals doing that. You got to get somebody else involved at some point. Julio Jones. Speaking of the veterans, I talk about the veterans on there. Why is Julio Jones here? Why?
4: Hey, hey. At least Julio dresses, not like Rashad Penny. Well, another one. Never even
5: get to. I don't know why he's here. I
8: don't know why Rashad Penny's here at all. I don't get it.
5: Another and, and and jody, I was texting Jody. I wrote about it, and it got a phenomenal number of hits, which shocked me. I wrote about the whole Christian Ellis situation. Why the hell is Howie Roseman putting him on waivers when you got five guys that don't matter? And you can say Christian Ellis is this and that. I guess what he played more special team snaps on this he, team than anybody else. He's a and- good special team, or are you cut him? Yeah. Someone
8: was going to pick him up.
5: And I don't know about you, Jeff, but I haven't heard anybody, six teams claiming anybody in recent years. Six freaking teams claiming them. And you got Albert O and Rashad Penny who don't even dress. You could probably get Suo Peta back uh, through waivers. You, you could you could do a bunch of different guys. You could, ben have, cut Rashad, Pen,
8: you could have cut Rashad Penny and
5: no one. Rashad Penny. And even if you lose those guys, who cares? They're not part of your equation. This is a part of your equation. And he tried to get too cute because Ben Van ben ben Sumeran has no more elevations. And if they got him through waivers, they could have done it that way and just elevated him three times and then figure it out when somebody else gets injured. Like nobody else would be watching because if you notice what, Howie did, he didn't sign Shaq Leonard on Monday. He agreed to terms on Tuesday. They brought him in, didn't sign him Wednesday. They signed him, made the move. The thought process was why well, everybody's getting ready this week and nobody's going to pay attention. Try to sneak him through six freaking teams. Claimed him.
8: Yeah. Uh, you know what? Christian Ellis was the one guy on that defense I defended last week because, look, first NFL start, you're going up against Debu, George Kittle, McCaffrey. Yeah, good luck. Like, And, and again, that, that's that trial by fire we were talking about. But like, I saw so many people making Christian Ellis' the scapegoat. I'm like, Christian Ellis ain't the problem with Eagles defense. There's a philosophy problem, but it ain't Christian Ellis.
4: All right, uh, somebody's got to come to the Eagles' defense and rescue here. I'll make a prediction. Christian Ellis does not come back to haunt the Eagles. Now,
7: could
4: there be a different venue route that Ra- we could have gone, that would have allowed the Eagles to keep all that guys? Yeah, sure, you're right. Uh, who, who the hell is going to claim Rashad Penny and or Albert? Oh, go ahead. Have at it. You want to go with, with either of those two guys? Yeah. Yes. That's what I would have done if it were me. But if Christian Ellis becomes a every down linebacker for uh, uh, another team down the road, I'll apologize. I'm telling you, he's a special team.
5: Well, I wrote that. It's probably not going to matter. I wrote that. I'm not saying that. It's just. You know, when we get, this is a team that likes to brag. They like to win outside the margins and blah, blah, yeah, yeah, blah. And we do all the yeah, yeah, they're really so,
8: winning outside the margins. So recently. when
5: you lose outside the margins, I'm going to point it out. And That's they fair. freaking lost that in big time. And it's one of those things where Howie's been skating through. Uh, and again, I'm the guy who got shat upon for calling him a top five GM. He's still a top five GM. He's probably the best GM in football. But as I often point out, he makes mistakes, and there's a perfect example. And he's made some other mistakes. The personnel isn't good enough on the defensive side of the ball. All right, people say we protect Jalen Hurts on this show. Uh, so here you go, people. He's Jalen stunk Hurts
8: play- yeah, he, over played the like past he played like crap two weeks. He played like crap last night. I'm sorry, he did.
5: And 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 for the people that read, and there aren't many of them. I wrote about Jalen Hurts holding on to the football too much against San Francisco. Um, again, he's not spreading the football around. What the heck is going on with Jalen Hurts, Jeff Kerr, and Jody McDonald?
4: David Carr was on to something. Marcus Mariota needs to play. No, stop. <laughs> um,
8: no, let's not go that far. But he does have 15 turnovers in 13 games. Right. Really he's not playing
4: He's not playing anywhere near the level he played last year. He was legit MVP. Can't have been in the lead before he got hurt late in the season there's been a drop-off, and that's on him, that's on the offense, that's on the fact that he – it could potentially be on the fact that he's getting paid because I I truly do believe – I don't know that I've held either of you two guys' feet to the fire in this one. I'm on record. I do believe that there were conversations had between Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, and the new offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, during this offseason where they told Jalen, we need you to be more protective of yourself when we have an RPO and you're going to take a run, don't be afraid to slide. Don't be afraid to get out of bounds. Don't be afraid. He had the one play yesterday where he gave up behind, he went into a slide behind the line of scrimmage and he had a blocker out in front. Now Dallas had two defensive players. it was two to one. He was outnumbered and he just decided not even going to try. I'm going to go into a slide for a loss on a play. I believe that he, They all agreed, I don't know that Jalen fought it, I don't know that Jalen started the conversation, but between the three of them, they all agreed Jalen Hurts wasn't going to take as many chances this year because of the $250 million contract. Do you guys agree or disagree with that statement?
5: Go ahead, Jeff. Uh. You know,
8: I was going to go a different route with the whole Jalen Hurts thing, um, but I... Well,
4: answer my question first and then go whatever yeah, yeah, route you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah.
8: I I, I, lo- I do think they might have had some conversation. Uh, you know, I, I this is just my opinion, but it does feel like he's more conservative this year than he was last year. And I don't know if that's because the knee was bothering him earlier in the year. Uh, John, John, you would know this a lot better than I would. The knee, is the knee better
5: yeah, yeah, it's better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it, what it, I, would think. I it, no, Jody. Yeah, they definitely had a conversation. Uh, despite what Nick said earlier, shockingly, Nick contradicted himself. Um, yeah, why
4: you know, would saying, I take his superpower away? Oh, yeah. except you took his superpower away, Coach.
5: Now, but. I think if you saw at the beginning of this particular game, as an example, he looked great early with the run, design runs, and then he fumbles the football at the end. He had two good runs. um, And the play you're talking about, he was going to get destroyed. Um, So I have no problem with him sliding even behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, Kenny Keenwell missed the block. Micah's coming from the back end. Um, And there were two defenders besides Micah ready to uh uh light them up um uh, so i don't have that 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 i don't have a problem with i think the whole thought process was get to the big games and then we're gonna unfurl the old jalen hurts and yeah we're unfurling all right way. we're yeah, unfurling the the
8: 2021 jalen there's uh, there,
5: there's too much hubris with this team like they can just flip a switch you um, can't do jody's that. Jody's pointing up to his point with the coin toss. I know he loves. He's right. You should look at an, an individual game and say to yourself, you know what? Our defense isn't playing well right now. Let's try to protect them. Let's try to get the football, maybe go on a seven, eight-minute drive. You shorten the game. But the Eagles are too, too cocky full, and say we heavy. can beat anybody. And yep. we don't we don't have to do stuff like that.
8: I literally um, preached to 15. 15- High school varsity basketball players, you can't underestimate an opponent or you're going to lose. You can't play down to them or you're going to lose. They only The Eagles don't even play up to them. I, I mean, we heard all year, oh, yeah, yeah, we're fine, we're fine, we're this, we're this, we're this. Well, okay, well, guess what? Now you had the litmus test against the 49ers, against the Cowboys, and you got the doors blown off you. By the way, I can't believe we are 30 minutes into this. And we have not mentioned their shitty running backs. And I'm talking all three yeah. of them. Well, they, they all suck. Right. They all suck. Right. I'm so You're sick of right. DeAndre Swift. I can't wait to leave. If off. I That's hear
5: good. one more person compared DeAndre Swift to Christian freaking McCaffrey, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, the Sanders- 49ers do it. Yeah. The 49ers do it. Miles
8: <laughs> Sanders was a better fit for this football team than DeAndre Swift. He was. Right. He was a better football player for them than DeAndre Swift.
4: All right. Time for some positive. I'm a DeAndre guy. You know, John will tell you, uh, I can't figure out the coaching staff's love for Kenny Gainwell. They've had it for (laughs) two years running now, and I don't get that little bit. And none of us understand exactly how Rashad Penny. The whole thing makes no sense. Either you look at him, you evaluate him. Oh, wait, what we thought he was. Don't care that his 6.7 yards per carry is what says on the back of his football card. Doesn't look like that for us. Well, then get him out. Move on. But they just cling to him all year long. I tell Seth, guys. I still say DeAndre Swift's a damn good running back. Check the stats. He's in the top six still in the national football game rushing. Jeff, you can take all the shots you want at him. He's way ahead of Miles Sanders right
8: now. Where is Miles Sanders compared to uh, DeAndre
4: Swift?
6: Miles
8: Sanders is a better football player for this team than DeAndre Swift was. Bottom line. Bottom line.
5: Uh, last year, I don't disagree with that. Last year, yeah. Well, this um, year Miles had a very good year. Last year, Miles had a very good year. Yeah. If well, this put, year, they- if you put DeAndre Swift on Carolina, he'd be Miles Sanders. I yeah, mean, exactly. they're probably they're probably about the same. But the- yeah,
4: but we didn't say Miles Sanders sucked last year. The way Jeff just said, the entire Eagle running back room sucks.
5: No, Miles, so. he, Miles made the – I'm not going Jeff. I think DeAndre's a, a above-average player, but I think he's an above-average player, and I think too many people in Philadelphia think he's a star. Uh, that yeah, I why? Because he's
8: from here. That's the problem. <clears throat> if, if he was from Dallas, Texas, they wouldn't be thinking that.
5: Um, all right. Positivity, because it is uh, Mental Health Monday as well as Overreaction Monday, Reality Monday, I think Jody called it. So I'm going to go mental health Monday. This team's 10 and freaking three. All right. They're they going to go
8: 14 and three, by the yeah. way.
5: Yeah. If they go 14 and three, um, are people just going to be right back on the train and say, ah, eh, there's a couple hiccups. I mean, right now it doesn't look good if they have to go to San Francisco or Santa Clara, actually. But um, if they have to play the Cowboys here, I'd pick the Eagles. Now if they had to blame down there, I'd pick the Cowboys. John, this um, is what so you missed. That.
8: This is what you missed from me last week. Um, one of my famous one-liners was I'm glad the 49ers won their version of the in-season tournament with that huge week 13. Ah, I
5: like that. Uh, I like that. Yeah.
8: Because that's all they did was talk trash the entire week. I'm like, congrats, you didn't beat them when it counted last year. You weren't beating them with Brock Purdy last year. Oh, and by the way, don't lose one game the rest of the way. Because you're not gonna get what you set out to get. And I I agree with you. I'll still take Eagles chances at home. They they don't win in Dallas, period. They haven't won in Dallas since twenty seventeen.
5: Wow. No. They just yeah. don't
8: win there. So yeah. to me, that was a I look, I, I didn't think they'd get their doors blown off, but I also was like they're probably not gonna win this game. They I don't. mean, they
5: still they're still ten and three. They still have the best record in the NFL, and they
8: time. get to
5: play the Giants twice. The they get to period. play the Giants twice. The, they get the get to red play hot the Giants. The Red Hot Giants. Um, no, now Seattle. do we'll we'll see. See.
4: tonight against those Packers. You, you burying the Giants? The Packers. Yeah, the
5: Packers I, I, are going to destroy. The Giants
4: beat the destroyed. Patriots Both who going to go and destroy by, yeah. by double digits. I'm 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 my double digits. I've been the road. talking
5: about Jordan Love since the preseason. I took some hits early in the season. Here he comes, and they're going to make the playoffs. The Green Bay Packers. Yeah,
8: do You guys want um, a hot take on the New York Giants that I haven't given one all year? Go ahead. I've been right on. Tommy DeVito
5: should be their quarterback to start next season. Stop. No, come on. Stop. <laughs> come
8: Jeff on. Jeff
5: Carr should be
4: their quarterback over Tommy no, Devito.
8: No, 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 no. I can't throw right.
5: I Make don't know what the Giants are going to do at quarterback, but it's it can't be involving Tommy DeVito. It can't be. Well, boy, we saw some bad quarterbacks out there yesterday. Bad quarterback play. Yeah, boy. But, so
8: Joe was not bad. And yeah. Joe Flacco, that
4: old man, and Jake Browning, two weeks running. Oh, yeah. Jake's the gonna make no, the drop off from Joe Burrow. If if anything, elevation from Joe Burrow for two weeks. Yeah. The, the Bengals
8: are gonna make the playoffs because of Jake Browning. They might.
4: Yeah, I man. He me. was
5: a great quarterback at Washington. I tell you, he was one of those guys. He was sort of like the Eli Ricks of quarterbacks. He had one his first season. Everybody's like, This guy's gonna be a top 15 pick. And then he had to play two more seasons. And uh Turned into an undrafted free agent.
8: You know, <laughs> um, I, I I am right off Jake Browning because I have a good source on the Bengals that basically told me, "Don't write us off." And I said, oh, "Really? <laughs> like 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 you're seeing something, Jake Browning? And I'm not seeing." Okay, I did 180. <laughs> I
4: wrote him off when Burrow went down. Then when I watched Browning play last Monday night, I go. All right, I'll give this kid another chance. Yeah. And he came up big yesterday. So. I actually
8: said that to the source. I, I went right back to him Tuesday. He gets
5: uh, he gets Brian Flores on Saturday. You're going to learn a lot about him because he's yeah. gonna, uh, Brian. He's some, I, I, uh, I,
8: by the way, John, how about that three nothing bar burner? Yeah. Super Bowl eleven rematch Boy. right there.
0: Boy, there's another guy. It's-
5: frustrates me when I know something coaches don't know. It frustrates me. So I I brought it up with uh, Micah Parsons. I'll bring it up with Kevin O'Connell and Josh Dobbs. you got to change your offense, dude. If you're going to run a Kirk Cousins offense, you should have signed Joe Flacco, or you should play Nick Mullins. And sure enough, and Jody knows, Nick Mullins stinks to high heaven, but um, he can throw a play-action pass. Josh Dobbs can't. So if you're going to keep running play-action – and Kyle Shanahan and and Sean McVay's uh, offense, you got to play a style of quarterback that can do that.
8: Frank, got, Frank got a head coaching job because he changed the entire offense for one quarterback.
5: Yeah, and exactly. won a
8: Super Bowl. Um, yeah.
5: But
4: you got to do it. Josh Dobbs just kind of come back down to earth. He was the hero. But well, I agree
8: with between. John. Though you're running. You're playing a square peg in the round hole with Joe. Yeah,
5: you're playing Kirk Cousins' offense. It's ridiculous. Agreed.
8: All the right. Jake? before you were uh, – I just love how Joe Flacco is tearing it up right now. He's better than Deshaun Watson has ever been all year. Oh, and by the way, the Jets could have had him. Everybody that needed the quarterback could have had him, and they didn't get him. And now the Cleveland Browns are probably going to go to the playoffs because they're Joe Flacco.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched Flacco play with the Jets. He could still throw the football, but he couldn't move. That uh, no, Well, he they, can't move. If yeah. they could have gotten any pressure on him, yes, Cleveland doesn't win that game. But shame on the Jack, They got no pressure whatsoever. All right, Jeff Cook, we got to let you run. We kept you over a half an hour. Thank you very much for jumping in with us today. Glad you're feeling better. Glad you got your IT stuff all uh, worked out. We will get you back here again next Monday. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Jeff.
8: Absolutely.
4: Last Monday was hell, guys. <laughs> Read hitter. at cbssports.com. Jeff Kerr here with us on Birds 365. All right, McDonald, uh, McMullen coming back. Uh, we've got uh, BLG, Brandon Lee Gowton, joining us in less than 20 minutes. Keep it right here on Birds 365.
3: Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day 1 for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick 'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money
1: LES Eagles.
4: MACAMAC here on Birds 365 hour number two on the second consecutive Monday of beatdown after the Eagles take it in the shorts from both the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, yes, they probably a little more painful because number it was number two. After you take one, the second one hurts more. And number two, it's the Cowboys, and that is never a good thing. But they have been dominant over the Eagles in that building. Uh, Jaddy Mac, we kind of tore apart the Eagles' back seven uh, in the first hour. Rightfully so. They're just flat out bad. And I guess the the return of Zach Cunningham wasn't as big a deal as some people thought. It was going, "Oh, we get Zach back. We'll be fine at linebacker." No, not really. Uh, very similar to what happened against San Francisco. But I'm going to go here again, John. And I did last week, and I, I stand by my position. The defensive line is not going to pass for me. If you want to <laughs> comp them to the back seven, are they better than Eagles' back seven right now? Oh, yeah, because Eagles' back seven is atrocious. But that doesn't mean everything's okay up front. Dak had time, other than the Fletcher Cox great hit, punch it out. And it was a great
5: play, Ka- by the way. Yeah. It was,
4: it was great play. You can't win a football game on a great play, specifically no. when you're That's down. I right. Zach right.
5: Martin as well, that play, so that makes it even greater. Uh, but go ahead, you're right, the one play is not going to make a difference. But uh, Hassan
4: Reddick had a couple of sacks. Um, was Josh Sweat in attendance? I know that it says his name in the box score, but did he actually play or? Because he was as invisible uh, as you can get last night.
5: Well, you know, that's Trent Williams, uh, followed by uh, (laughs) Teron uh, Smith. I mean, uh, you know, the people look at the opponents. um, It shouldn't surprise people. Now, I'm not sure who Seattle's left tackle is, but uh, just the fact that I don't know it uh, isn't uh, indicative. It, you're you're literally talking about two Hall of Fame left tackles back to Th- back. That I don't know how rare that happens, but it's pretty rare. Um, so it's no surprise to me. Josh has taken a step back the past two weeks, um, but yeah, I mean, and he was the one one of the ones most accountable last night and you jody should like like it because he said i'm tired of of talking about getting close getting close and not getting home so he was one of the ones other compare that to aj who said yeah you know fumbles yeah fumbles. we don't want to we got bigger so problems we Mike got fumbles. bigger problems at least josh stood up and said hey we got to get home and uh He's right, but it, it, all I'm saying is it doesn't surprise me against those two particular players. Now, the rest of the front, you know, what's happened to Jalen Carter? Is it the rookie wall? Jordan Davis, has he too many snaps? Obviously career high for him. Um, we know how much Reddick and Sweat have played. Maybe too much. They're finally trying to get Nolan Smith involved. Fletcher's um, 32 years old. Brandon's 35 years old. Um, maybe they're just wearing down, but they're better than the back seven.
4: Uh, get back to they're better than the back seven. Yeah, but again, they yeah. Need, there's a lot of pressure. At, on I'm it. going to take you back. I, I apologize. Uh, this uh, NFL.com writer who did his breakdown of every uh, of
5: Bucky uh, was a Bucky? Bucky Bucky Brooks.
4: Brooks yes. Rank them the number one unit in a national football league. All units, offense, defense, back seven, front seven, offensive line, wide receivers, all grouped together. Who's got the best unit in the National Football League? The Eagles defensive line. And you and I both sat here and said, We agree. We're we're down with that. They have better than the Eagles offensive line, better than anybody else's grouping. So that's the curve you gotta grade them on that if you come into the season and you're thought to be the best unit in the entire national football league, 32 teams, however many units, hundred who sits atop that? The Eagles defensive line. They have not come close to playing like that this year, John. I'm sorry. And, and <coughs> if you just want to look well, at I think,
5: overall. I think if we, we said that and we both agreed with Bucky at, at yep. one point, I think if we said that through about seven, eight games, we were comfortable saying it. And after, it's it's definitely taken a dive since then. Um, there's a ton of pressure on them. They have to be dominant for this defense to succeed, and they haven't been dominant, and it hasn't succeeded. And they got to find a way to get back to that dominance. Maybe Jalen Carter gets through that rookie wall. I don't know. Maybe Jordan Davis gets through it. Maybe um Hassan Reddick is, you know, starting to pick it up. Maybe Josh Sweat can pick it up again. But they have to. I know that. They better because they're not getting help. You know, it's JG used to say covering and rush, rush and cover. Well, this team, it's rush. And they can't cover. So they're not going to help you on the back end. Um, And they have to do it. And they got to find a way. They got to find a way.
4: Now, I, I certainly the the back seven is is the bigger issue, the bigger problem. And but here's the one thing you got to think about with the defensive line. You just noted it, John, um, and Fletcher. That that might have been the best individual play of the game. Um, against Zach Martin when he was able to just push him into that, get the tackle, get the strip sack, and, and give his boy Carter a chance to take it into the end zone. Um, that was phenomenal. But Fletcher is on the backside. BG is, I know BG had the great year in double digit sacks last year. We're seeing a drop off. In an offseason where the Eagles are going to need to upgrade in other spots, you know that Howie's going to be tempted to go back on the defensive line. Why? Because Howie always goes to the defensive yeah. line. Give it a chance. Howie's going to go to the defensive line. You need depth. You need to go three deep, at each position on the defensive line. Well, if that's their philosophy. How are they not three deep at the defensive line? Because they're going to need it next year because they're getting old there too.
5: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's always going to default to defensive line, offensive line. And typically I, I have no problem with that. Um and over as i said macro view it works micro view on these particular weeks it hasn't worked what's more important i would argue the macro is more important and they'll write the ship to a certain degree they're going to win 13 games they might win 14 that's where i am i don't know where you are that's pretty good um and you know, but the bottom line is the expectations of this team are what they are. And yep. if they lose in the second round or, you know, people are going to be unhappy. So there's tremendous expectations. And if they're going to turn this thing around defensively, it's got to be that defensive front. It, it has to be. Um, I don't see it coming from anywhere else.
4: No, yeah, on, on the defense side of ball, certainly the defense on the offense. I'd By
5: the get. way, you know, Warren Sharp, I'm, i I should have brought this up early in the show. And I, I want to get your view. <clears throat> he he just put up the video of Devante. He should have caught that football in the end zone. That's a that's a that's a ball that he usually catches. I expect him to catch and AJ before that, he had a big drop at like that would have been at like the the four yard line. Yeah. At the sideline would have been at like the four yard line Boy, that was in a, now that I start thinking about it, that was an uncharacteristic game from Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. I'm I'm looking at it again, as we talk, I mean, he got, he should have caught that. That was a perfect throw. Um, That's rare. So, but from the offensive perspective, I Those guys are going to correct that. They're not going to have games like that again and again and again. So I have more confidence in the offense than, than the defense. But, boy, I, I, I've gotten used to Devontae to Smith just bringing uh, passes like that down. And maybe it's unfair, but he should have caught that ball.
4: Yeah, the one that uh, A.J. had, and it, it looked like, the timing was slightly off because the ball came in right at about waist high, which usually when you've got the ball, you're trying to get the ball to A.J. Brown, you're trying to throw where he can go up and out muscle somebody. And it was not the case, but it was a well-thorn ball. And he was open, and he turned to get the football, and granted it hit him in the, the bread basket rather than up above his shoulder pads, but he like half-hearted the effort.
5: He yeah, well, you know, I don't think he had part of it because I talked to AJ a lot. He, he he's a big late hands guy. I think he was going late hands, and it was too late. Trying
4: to d- yeah. fool trying, the trying to pull thinking. the defender that Paul's okay. not
5: coming, and then put up your your hands. And he's very good at it, but I think he pushed it a little bit too far and all of a sudden those late hands were too late,
4: too late. Um, yeah. You know. That that's on AJ. You should, that was a catchable ball too. That's why Hertz was not good. Don't, don't take, take this as a defense of Jalen hurts and Oh my God, everybody else but Jalen. No, no. Jalen did not play all that well last night, but he was not the main culprit in their loss. A lot of times the quarterback gets all the credit when they win, takes all the blame when they lose uh, Jalen wasn't good enough. He was part of the problem, but he was not the top of the problem. Uh, the Eagles defense and ability to stop yeah, now, the
5: defense the the Jody 82 snaps again by the way my god they're just they're on the field all night There was nice yes, let's all, let's uh, put them out there first thing in the game coach yeah, flip that like coin get, get them out
4: you. there right away yeah I'm
5: with you they should have took the football they should have took the, the line
4: football. of thinking foolishness all right uh our buddy from bleeding green Nation is going to join us next Brandon Lee which I texted with Brandon to ask him to come on the show and he was on record he liked the Cowboys before the game I picked the Eagles you did you took the Cowboys too right came yeah Matt? I took the yeah. Cowboys 33
5: 28 I had the Cowboys score I thought the Eagles would be more representative I nailed the Cowboys to 33.
4: Uh, Yeah, I jumped back on the Eagles bandwagon after getting off for the 49ers last week. Not good. But BLG did like the Cowboys. He'll tell us why, and we'll break down what happened with them. From Bleeding Green Nation, Brandon Lee Gouten joins us next here on Birds 365.
2: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
6: At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience,
0: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app.
3: For the big story on Action News. Search
0: 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
1: E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles.
4: Reality Monday here on Birds 365. Reality to the Eagles. Aren't 10 and 1 and indefensible as some thought they might be? They're now 10 and 3 and in the mix for uh overall uh, run of the Super Bowl. Before we punched him up, I noticed in the green room that Brandon Lee Gowton was drinking a silver can. Now, it may very well have been a Coors Light. I'm not sure. What is it?
9: <laughs> oh, Liquid Death. Yeah, not a sponsor yeah. or anything, but uh, you know.
5: Not, we'll give them not a free plug, we'll give him a free not a
4: book. adult beverage or anything. All right, that's yeah. what I was checking for. I uh, thought it was, if, I were, if I had a cold one here, I might be tempted. well. It is a mental health
5: Monday, so you might want to crack one early. Uh, <laughs> what the hell is liquid death? I, uh, water. it's uh, water, uh, uh well branded water in a can. It is, yep. yeah.
4: Why would the hell you call it liquid death?
9: Uh, uh their tagline is murder your thirst. There you
4: oh, go. Oh, okay. All right. at least I understand. Still never had one, but I'll just I'll go back to my coffee again. <laughs> why do you like the Eagles to beat the Cowboys uh, Cowboys would beat the Eagles ahead of time? You were uh yep. on point and uh, right. Um what was it that tipped you out ahead of time?
9: Yeah, so for the um, SB Nation NFL show that we talk about, you know, the entire league each week, um, I made the the Cowboys minus three and a half, my lock of the week pick, which I'm pretty good this year. I'm a 10, three and one now. So I'm usually pretty pretty good on those. Um, And uh, I just thought it was a really tough spot (laughs) for a team that's going through a really tough stretch that had to play Mm -hmm. another team back to back on a mini buy. Which is like, what kind of scheduling is that in a stretch, not only um where you have to deal with that, but also and some of this is the Eagles' fault to be clear in terms of not being able to get off the field, but they've just played so many snaps. The like basically the amount of snaps they played in the three games prior to the Cowboys game was like basically the same number of snaps they played in their first four games this season. Um so you know, yeah. I, I just think it's a tired team.
5: And it was eighty-two more against the Cowboys on deep Yeah. So um, Yeah, I picked the Cowboys as well. I mean, they've won now 15 straight at uh, AT&T. They've won mm-hmm. six straight over the Eagles. Uh, they struggled there in general. You mentioned uh, all the issues as far as rest, as far as defense. But I think everybody looks at this defense and say, all right, they're, they're not playing well. Offensively, PLG, they're getting a pass because the defense is so bad, at least from some people. What what bothers me most, besides the obvious, the fumbles and, and the turnovers, what bothers me most, three receivers were targeted in the whole game. Mm. That's it. Now, Alameda caught a pass, but that was from Braden Mann. It was A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Nobody else got even a target. Now, they're they're great players, so I get it. They're going to be the, the focus but don't you got to get somebody else involved?
9: Yeah, you do. And I don't think it has to be, you know, Julio Jones on like a screenplay on third and 12, like it was whatever a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, I think there's something to be said there in terms of maybe design. And I also think there's something to be said there in terms of the quarterback, not fully trusting his other options, which I think that's like, that's kind of a deal breaker. I mean, you have to be able to, you have to be willing to throw to guys who are wide open, and we saw some of that against the 49ers with Jack Stoll and Albert O, oh. and again, not great players, but if they're doing their job and they're getting wide open and the quarterback's not even considering them, well, the defense, I'm sure, loves that, that they're not even considering the the, the quarterback's going to throw to the wide open yeah. guy there. So, you know, I, I totally think, you know, those guys that you mentioned should get the bulk of the targets. Obviously, anyone, I think, agrees with that. But the fact that you can't have any kind of other options in there is concerning. Yeah,
4: Uh, I said this early on in the show today, and if you want to go doom and gloom, uh, cast me on that lot, because I thought, and I picked Eagles, because I thought that their two well-paid, accomplished cornerbacks would do a good job at shutting down everybody. I feared that the Cowboys would just put uh cd lamb in the slot and do exactly what they did to the eagles here in philadelphia it beat their slot corner beat their slot corner beat their slot corner i thought at least bradbury and slay would uh shut down the other cowboy wide receivers and maybe maybe just maybe one or the two of them come up with a pick didn't happen should we we be worried that not only slay and bradbury are both showing their age but the fact that the Eagles are showing no one who is the next generation of quarterbacks on this team, not Eli Rick, Keely Ringo into the game, two penalties on one play. <laughs> there you go. Impressive. The debut. The yeah. uh, how, how worried should we be? Not only about the Eagle corners now, today, rest of the season, but also going forward. BG.
9: Yeah. I mean, that was always a concern during this year, just in terms of you look at the outlook of the league. I mean, with, you know, some exceptions in there, and I guess you could say Stefan Gilmore after a game like that last night, maybe Patrick Peterson, I don't of like the top cornerbacks in the NFL, they're not, they're not so much the old guys. Like that's not really the position where you want to yeah. see that. So that was always a concern entering this year. Also, just given how well both of those guys played last year, I think Bradbury ended up finishing the season with like the lowest passer rating allowed in the league. Like, you know, it's just there's only room to go down from there. Um, So that was always going to be tough. Uh, When you talk about the future of the position, I'm (laughs) maybe a bold statement. I'm not ready to say Keely Ringo is definitely a bust. I mean, when the Eagles drafted him, he was 20 years old. He's 21 right now. I think that's always kind of been more of a long term kind of deal. And I want to see what he looks like um AJ Brown saying he has all pro potential I mean that's I mean, we're a little far off from that from where we're starting at here but yeah. um I think the biggest problem is is that um for as much as the secondary has struggled though I mean he just put all the resources for the most part and I know they spent money at quarterback in the defensive line and the defensive line isn't good enough and part of that is they're tired they haven't rotated them as well again that's not just bad luck Eagles have to find a way to get off the field on third down. They haven't been able to do that, and they have to play a lot more snaps because of that. So part of it's of their own, you know, again, their own fault. But the reality is this defense is built on winning in the trenches, and if they don't win there, then it's going to be a long day.
5: All right. I'm kind of torn on this, BLG, so I want to run it by you. I'm starting to turn on Howie a little bit when it comes to this um, mercenary market. We just talked about veteran players. You know, Steph Gilmore's playing pretty well, so it can work. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I'm not seeing it this year. Worked a little bit last year with Lynn Bowling and, and, and Dominic and Sue. When you think about the Julio Joneses of the world, the Bradley Robies, now with Shaq Leonard, um, even, even Zach Cunningham and Kevin Byard, this constant, I thought week one, This is not revisionist history. I thought the Eagles should have started Sidney Brown and got the startup cost over with. And I think you see some athleticism that you don't see elsewhere in the back seven when Sidney Brown's out there. A lot of mistakes all the time, but I think you see that little bit of oomph that they don't have. Where are you with this always defaulting? I know the Super Bowl window's technically open bringing in these band-aids, these stop gaps, instead of saying, you know what, might even be Ringo, as bad as it was, hey, if you need him, throw him in the deep end of the pool, see if he can swim, certainly with Sydney, Where are you on sort of that debate?
9: Yeah, I mean, that's been frustrating as it relates to Nolan Smith. I mean, you have yeah, this Nolan,
5: push... yeah, Nolan as well, yeah.
9: And I think he's, you know, especially more so recently, I thought he had a kind of a tougher start to the, uh, season, but recently I think he's shown some flashes. And again, even if he hasn't, you're so desperate for um, snaps at that pass rush rotation that, like, even if he's not going to be amazing, yeah, you, you can't just play Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat every single snap. I mean, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, Josh Sweat's already played like more snaps this year already than he did last year. Like, I, I just think they're, you know, they've they haven't totally handled that well. Part of that is not trusting the young guys. And when you don't do that, um, it's hard to develop those kind of players. And we saw that last year. Like, we didn't really see the young guys play a whole lot outside of Jordan Davis having a role. Um, And part of that's just how the roster was constructed. And, yeah, like you mentioned, they're in the Super Bowl window, so you're going to lean with the veterans at some stage. But I think you need to do a better job of balancing that development for the future. And it's not just for the future and like future seasons. Like you said, it could be it's a startup cost. It could be um, it pays off later in the year. A player can get better over the course of a season. So, yeah, I I think this coaching staff and look, that's not unique to Nick Sirianni either. I mean, I, I feel like we saw that even towards the end of the Doug Peterson era where you're calling for these young players to play and they have veterans playing out there. Like Alshon Jeffrey at the end yeah, of his tenure. Yeah. Um, and, and, and things like that, where um it's it's not just unique to the coaching staff. So yeah, I think it's fair to, to point that out about Harry Roseman.
4: I'd do a little shout out here. Um, and John, I might need your help on some uh snap counts. Derek Barnett, 26 snaps yesterday no. for the Houston Texans.
6: <laughs> yeah, and
4: oh, by the way, hit this hit the uh scorecard last week. He played about 24 snaps. Didn't have any tackles or assists. He did get two tackles yesterday for the Texans. So Mm. way to go, DB, coming back to the Northeast. And here's one. Not a good game for
5: the Texans, though. (laughs) Jets
4: handled them. Uh, Yeah, not good at all. Derek Poinette played six specialty team snaps. Mm. Did he ever play specials this year with the Eagles, JM?
5: Um, I'm sure
6: he
4: did. Yeah, did I'm he on good. like I'll either kicks or Yeah. I'm Fugle
5: not going to yeah, yeah. yeah, there's so many, yeah, I'm sure he did. I'll 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 look it up, but uh I um, thought he
4: was one of those guys. So, yeah, he doesn't go out for special teams and
5: he did play Oh, six- he's not. He's certainly not a core guy, but it, sometimes you need guys to 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 be involved in um uh, he, he's 47. he had 47 yeah. special 47 teams. 47. For so history, he did yeah.
4: play. All right. So I'm mm-hmm. giving him more credit than he deserves. I give him more credit for when he was here because uh, he's busting it on special teams. All right. BLG, I asked this of Jeff Kerr and Johnny Max. I already got Johnny Max answer, but I need yours. Jalen Hurts is just not playing as well this year as he did last year. He, he, he was the runner-up MVP. Could have been the MVP if he didn't get hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Had a phenomenal year. Earned and got the contract he deserved. But I do think the contract is a factor with the way he's played this year, because I believe I have no inside information on this. It's just my assumption from afar that at some point there was a conversation between Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson. And between the three of them, I'm not pointing the finger of uh, guilt at any one individual, but I think they all kind of agreed and decided Jalen can't be as aggressive running the football this year as he was last year. That he just needs to protect himself a little bit more. Don't do it as much. We won't call as many RPO plays to put you at risk. When you get the chance, slide and or dive out of bounds. Don't be looking for those extra three yards. I believe that conversation happened. Even though Nick Sirianni went on the record and said, why would I take away his superpower?" because you're $250 million invested in him is why you would take his superpower away. I believe that conversation happened. Do you?
9: Yeah, I mean, I think they clearly, there's been an an effort on, you know, scaling it back. And I think at times that balance hasn't been right because you can't neuter that ability completely. Um, And I think you see it this year in terms of the lack of explosive runs. And I just don't even remember if he ever really, like slid going sideways as we've seen almost like once a game it feels like this season like he did against the cowboys which also is kind of driving me nuts in the standpoint of like can you just throw the ball out of bounds there like can't you just take the incompletion you're out of the pocket yeah. throw it yeah. towards the sideline incompletion don't slide for a one or two yard loss like what are you doing um so i definitely think that's that happened at some level obviously it's not like hey we're not going to run you at all because even as of last night, we're seeing these designed runs, and they're actually effective a little bit yeah. more last night. Yeah, they were.
5: He looked like he was was feeling it early in the game, yep. and then all of a sudden, the fumble and uh, yep went the way it went. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe because they clearly came to you know you got to protect yourself better. I think that was a goal of Jalen to play all seventeen games mm-hmm. for the first time. Um, but then when the big games would come up, he would sort of you know, go back to being himself. And I think that was the plan. And you sort of saw that in the first quarter, but obviously uh things went in a negative direction from there. Um when we talk about um the coordinators, because I've gotten a lot of coordinator hate uh today, Brandon. <laughs> um they should be fired, they should be left in Dallas, except for Michael Clay. Let's not put Michael Clay in that Great. category He was Doing a tremendous job. Who saw that? Best coordinator for the Eagles, Michael Clay. Um, people are overreacting to Sean Desai and Brian Johnson, or are they? Or uh, did they deserve all the angst? I think
9: people are definitely overreacting. Um, the team is tenant. Standing- Team and, and,
5: and three,
9: I, 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 with oh. the, the, the very I, like they
5: might go 14, they might go 14 and three, might win 14.
9: They, I think, they have like a 30% chance still of getting the one seed. Like, that's a pretty good chance. That's not yeah. the favorite, but that's a, not nothing. It's absolutely possible the 49ers drop a game here. They still have to play the, the Ravens. Um, and at the very least, they might become the first team since 2004 to repeat as division champions that's crazy that's insane no team wins this division back-to-back it doesn't happen so um i'm not gonna sit here and tell you everything's fine but like and also just in the context too of it's hard to get back to the playoffs after you go to the super bowl it's hard to just do that it's hard to even be like a good a decent team you just have more than already done that i'm not saying this means the season's a success you can't criticize them but i just think people lose perspective with that it's not like well, um, if they don't get back to the Super Bowl, then it's a total failure because it's so easy. No, it's very, very hard to do that. It's incredibly hard, and that's kind of why this season was always kind of a, for me at least, like in, in a weird spot in terms of evaluating it because, um, you know, they were so good last year. They were always kind of set up to fail this year in terms of they weren't going to be as good. And I don't think people, I don't think people can properly. Like accept that. I think
5: people don't
9: want to hear that. They don't want to hear, well, you just have to be worse. That's not good enough for people. I got a bunch
5: of fans, BLG, who don't think making the Super Bowl was an accomplishment because (laughs) they shit the bed in the Super Bowl. And I'm like, (laughs) they made the Super Bowl. I that's hard. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Shit the bed
4: in the last ten seconds when they finally gave up the lead. That's that's kind of a uh, tough, rough grading scale. All right, BLG. John just mentioned the coordinators. I'm going to go to the overall head coach. Nick Sirianni has not had to deal with adversity much over the last two years. They get out, sprint out to this great record, only lose one game to Washington. All right. You lose two games with Gardner Minshew playing. Yeah. One of them in Dallas. So the whole streak of can't be Dallas in Dallas stays intact and was added to last night, but it was Gardner Minshew last year. Um, Jalen comes back, and then boom, they win two playoff blowouts before we get to Kansas City. This year, 10-1, right, they're still trying to figure out how the hell they lost to the Jets, but they're 10-1. Now they've lost two in a row. Now they've lost two in a row to teams they're going to see in the playoffs, most likely, and they're uh, 0-2 in blowout fashion. This is the first time Sirianni has faced legit adversity with his football team Maybe ever since he hmm. took over the team, now, two and she... five—that
5: was bad. That yeah. was bad. There were people saying Nick should be different fired. type of I
4: mean, it. expectations yeah, and yeah. everything. I, I'm not going to compare opening up two and five with a team that was coming off what four, eleven, and one was Peterson. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, a different kind of adversity. You're you're building something up. You're a rookie coach. You've coached seven games. Now you're a coach who's in his third year. He's gone to the Super Bowl. So they're two different things. So this is the first time. As a seasoned accomplished one of the better coaches in the NFL. Sirianni has had to handle adversity with his team. How does he do so?
9: I mean, <clears throat> I I don't think it's a matter of, you know, um, making a drastic change or anything. I think this team is, well, again, while flawed needs to stay the course. I think that the Seahawks team to me is very beatable. That's not to say they're, you know, a joke. They're not one of the very worst teams in the league, but Um, They're below 500, and I don't think they've been very impressive even when Gino has been in there. Um, So I think this – and also, you finally kind of – get to play an opponent who's not on a rest advantage. And in fact, you get a little bit more, you know, of some time to rest up in terms of this game getting moved from Sunday to Monday. So that kind of actually, I think worked in the Eagle's favor a little bit here um, that flex there other than obviously the, the unfortunate logistical elements for the fans going to the game and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's about reinventing the wheel here. Obviously there's things to learn from these losses, Um, but I really think it's just about staying the course, not panicking and just sticking with what you have.
5: Um, Jeff Kerr was on the show in the first hour, uh, BLG, and he wants heavy um negative on the Eagles uh running back room. Mm-hmm. Um what what do you think of that that room? We all know Philadelphia, we know run the football, blah, blah, blah. This, that, that. I'm I'm of the uh uh belief that you follow the money right? And the Eagles don't play running back, so it shouldn't be surprised they're not overly talented at that particular position. Some people got DeAndre Swift and Canton here in Mm -hmm. Philadelphia. Where are are you with that running back room? Not just DeAndre, but Kenny Gainwell, Boston, Scott, uh, because people want them to run the football, even though they have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, etc., etc., etc.
9: I mean, that was always kind of a a weird thing to follow in training camp, right? We were all like, who's the top entering entering camp or like who's going to be the top back for this team how much of a split is there going to be it seemed like I, I would say before entering training camp it, it seemed like it was going to be some kind of split between rashad penny and deandre swift as the top two guys
5: i don't even rashad, mention him yeah. he can't
9: even get on the field i think that's a mistake i really do i feel like he can contribute more than not at all um especially when you look at his upside but um eagles obviously feel differently but i think they've also botched that in terms of their plan going into the year was kenny gainwell's going to be the main guy he had 18 touches in week one while Swift had two that's embarrassing he's that was that's i'm not saying swift is perfect but he's clearly better or at least closer to even than yeah then kenny there should be no game where kenny gainwell is touching at 18 and deandre swift is two. so i think they they don't really have a great handle on that running back room and the usage of that room. Boston Scott has gone through periods this year where he hasn't touched the ball, even though, um, again, not a star yeah, player, I, but he's...
4: I, I, hold on. I got to interrupt here yeah. and I'll let you finish BLG. What is with Boston Scott? He comes in, in the first quarter, like second possession, and first he's carry. the guy and he gets a couple of carries. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're bad. And then Boston go back to return and kickoffs. He disappears. They they feel the need to get him in right off the bat. Let's get Boston into the mix, and then he poof, he's gone.
3: And it That's, happened
4: again last night, two weeks in a row, same thing. Get Boston in in the first quarter, and then forget about Boston. What are they thinking, BLG?
9: That reminds me too of like um, it was. I think it was the yeah the first Cowboys game. Rashad Penny, who again has been a healthy scratch most of the year, they played him like two straight snaps at the, coming out of halftime when they were down ten points. He had some no, two good yeah, runs. That was
5: weird. Yeah, he didn't play again. What's like? Yeah. What do I just? I don't. I don't As understand it this again making sense, process. Does it? Yeah,
9: yeah. Like, what's who is making that call? And like, what's the thought
5: behind it? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it is strange. Um, well, that brings me up now. I got to bring up the Christian Ellis situation. Hmm. Um, it's very rare when you see somebody claimed by six teams. Um, not that Christian Ellis is a star, but he was a meaningful part of this team, and the fact that played more special team snaps than anybody else. Um, was your top backup linebacker. I think there's a bunch of guys you could have gotten through waivers. And, oh, by the way, if you didn't, who cares? Because they have no role. He had a role. Mm-hmm. Howie and the Eagles sort of like when people say they went outside the margins. This is a clear loss outside. He was trying to get as much roster flexibility as possible. Ben Van Sumeran already has his three practice squad elevations used up, so they couldn't go that direction. Um, even if they cut him and put him back on the practice squad, they don't restart. He was trying to get those elevations from Christian Ellis. Not a big thing. Mistake, though, right?
9: Oh, yeah. I, I think it is. I don't, I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Howie, you know, he just typically has a better sense of how these things go. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to believe he was totally shocked that six teams would put a claim in on him, that there wasn't there was wasn't gonna be any kind of interest in him. Um and yeah, it does. It's like, why aren't you cutting Albert O? Do you really need him, yeah. especially with Goddard coming back? And you have Noah Tangiai in the practice squad. What's the difference between Albert O and Noah Tangiai? And Noah Tangiai actually does play on special teams, unlike yeah, Alberto. So yeah. um, yeah, I think they could have made other moves there that made more sense, but Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. It's almost like the whole team is in a funk in terms of the coaching staff is off and the players are off. Howie Roseman's off a little bit.
4: And uh, I I said when John made the point about uh, him the other day, I don't think Christian Ellis is going to come back to bite him in the body.
5: No, either do I. Could could
4: they have handled it better and probably gotten someone else through? Yeah, yeah. So it's an L. Howie's got to take an L. But I don't think it's an, oh, my God, L. How the hell could they let that happen? Christian Ellis isn't going to become a star somewhere else. And let me just note on Eagles uh, running backs. DeAndre Swift is 19 yards away. 19 yards away from being the number two rusher in the National Football League. Hmm. He's only 19 yards behind. And they never
5: run the ball, and he's 19 yards behind. (laughs) He's had
4: two (laughs) mediocre to four (laughs) weeks in a row. And he's 19 yards out of being the number two running back mm-hmm. in the national football league. So uh, I don't think you can say the Eagles running back room sucks when you've got the fourth leading rusher. Hey, that was Harry Jeff Paul's Kerr.
5: I said he's above average. That was Jeff Kerr who said they right. suck.
4: Jeff Kerr. But you, yeah, John, you're on record of saying a couple of times, their running back room is not good. No, it's not good. Well, it's not uh, good. With the fourth best no, rusher in the national football league. Eh, that's, uh, yeah, I have to, you know. They don't have depth. Like, you know what? No, none of the three of us can explain what the hell Rashad Penny's here for. If you're not mm-hmm. going to play, why does he stay here? It makes no yeah, sense whatsoever. I don't get it. But DeAndre Swift's having a good I year. Think, uh, I'm,
5: I'm just saying, if you, if you got to see a big time back behind this offensive line, I think it would be. I think you would see the difference. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, PFF had, and not that they're the gospel, mm-hmm. but they're generally. If they say somebody's playing well, they're generally playing well. If they say somebody's playing poorly, they're generally playing poorly. They they graded coming into this week because they're aren't, they're not up yet. They have fifty nine running backs graded. DeAndre Swift was forty seventh.
9: I feel like Swift should be part of you know something like well what the Lions have now in Detroit with like you know Gibbs and Montgomery. I think he, he's ideally like a. a a one A or whatever, a one B, whatever you want yeah, to really call it. Yeah, yeah. He should be a top two. Like there should be, he should be used. He's primarily. a
5: above average player. I, yes. I think is is fair yes. to say, which is not sucks. I think Jeff right. took too far, but I do think there's a lot of Eagles fans that think he's a star. Like that 36 yard run, BLG. I'm sure you saw it against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That was the most well blocked play I've ever seen in my life. Everybody across the board. Had a perfect block. They did a pin and pull with Dickerson and Kelsey. Mylotta mm-hmm. got the seal. And even on the back end, Cam Jurgens got to the second level. Um, Jack stole, Jack Driscoll was playing in that game. They got perfect blocks. And he had a 36 yard gain. So everybody's like, wow, that's pretty impressive. That was perfectly blocked. Mm. That was that was a you know, Holland tunnel size hole. So, um, you know, there, there are different things involved in this offensive line and they have the best run block and grade in the NFL, at yeah. least coming into this game. So just throw that into the equation, situational football. I'll end it here with you uh, and make sure you follow uh, Brandon on X, formerly known as Twitter at Brandon Gowton. Listen to him. The SB nation NFL show, Um, does a tremendous job there, as well as his Eagles podcast. Nick Sirianni constantly stresses situational football. They're dead last in third down defense. (laughs) They might be dead last. We'll see now in red zone, because they were three for three in red zone defense again, um, giving up touchdowns. Boy, that's a bad sign, isn't it? Mm I think the pass rush has,
9: like, had the, one of the worst third-down sack rates. I saw Shield, Schu- yeah, a friend, yeah. Schu- Padilla tweet that out during the game. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, you can't, you can't invest all these resources in pass rush and be fundamentally built in the trenches and built on the pass rush and, and your, your key downs. And obviously, you know, I think there's other things that go into it. In just the defensive linemen winning their matchups, you know, the coverage has to be a little bit more sound. There's things you can do schematically probably to help with that. Um, the blitzing, the blitzing thing is crazy in that it just, it feels like the Eagles cannot they can't blitz. They can't, blitz. blitz. they can't I, do
5: it.
4: One game, Nick Burrow, three sacks. But even that, <laughs> if Otherwise, you look at for 12, they're, they're, they're 1 for 12. That was the one game that the blitz worked. That it was one guy.
5: Even if you look at that game, Jody, they were delayed blitzes. They were late. Mm. They blitzes were They were more. They were more. Yeah, but they, they're they not like there are good blitzers. That's what I'm saying. It's mm. just because you, you get home because maybe the other team's not executing doesn't mean it's going to carry over. And I think you've seen that. It doesn't carry over because they don't have good blitzers. They don't.
9: Even when they had a good blitz yesterday, I thought this was actually a good blitz and just an even better throw by the by. Yeah, Dak. that was
5: a great throw. Yeah, Kevin the Byard was right there. The zero or, blitz or Sidney yeah. Brown
9: gets beat Cindy, um, by. Yeah, yeah that um, was good
5: coverage. That was yeah, solid. I mean, was just that was a really... It's just yeah.
9: that was like a perfect throw in a yeah. very tight window, beyond outstretched fingertips. Like that's. I don't. Yeah. That was actually a good one. But even when they do it, still doesn't work. And on the flip side, it's like teams can blitz the Eagles and it totally works against them, no problem. So. Um, they got to figure that out. It's not just about blitzing more. It's about blitzing effectively and being able to stop the blitz.
4: All right. Last one for me, BLG. And we know you didn't fumble your morning drink. What the hell is it again? Death by water or what is it? (laughs)
5: Liquid death. (laughs) You're giving them a lot of free plugs. uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah.
4: Good good on liquid death. Um, Did you fumble anything at any point yesterday? I'm just checking to make sure it wasn't a Philly thing. Just... People yeah. fumbling uh, across the Delaware Valley. That was not good with their three star players putting the ball on the ground. Did you fumble at all at any point yesterday?
9: I hope not. I feel like this is like a trap question here. I feel like I'm just no, asking. I'm just trying you know try to, that I don't know. Um, a little
4: fun at the three <laughs> Eagle star players, one of which, and I miss these quotes, John gave them to me, uh, AJ Brown. Almost dismissing his fumble. Mm. We got oh. bigger fish to fight. We got more important things. That's uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I'm not supposed to drop mm-hmm. it, but uh, own it. Come on, AJ. Yeah, right. high and tight. Yeah. You know, the eagle claw, right? Whatever next
9: year. I'll tell you or...
5: what. The Cowboys are really good at sure. uh, uh, creating turnovers, especially in that secondary. And it's not like one year. You see the anomalies. Right. They do it right. year after year after year. Our old friend Al Harris, big part of that uh, yep. former Eagles cornerback. Doing a tremendous job with those guys, but uh, yeah, Cowboys are good at it, man. And you got to be you got to be sure because they're always going to be punching the football out. I didn't even count the pick sixes, which didn't come mm-hmm. into the equation. That's one positive they didn't get a pick <laughs> six. <laughs> and the Eagles got a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Outscored yeah. the offense. That's,
9: oh my gosh! Yeah, that's, yeah, that's tough.
4: All right, I'm going out on a hot take. See if you agree with me here, Brandon. Yeah. The Eagles will score an offensive touchdown next week in Seattle. <laughs> they will put an offensive touchdown. Tell me you're with me, BLG. I think they score more than
5: one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Old, going the over. You made our day. I'm I mean, going to make a bold prediction. They're going <laughs> to score on their opening drive. Wow.
4: No. Okay. Now not get really bold on me, McMullen, to say, they win the coin flip no, and take
9: no. the ball. No, no. they're not taking no, the ball. No chance no. whatsoever. Definitely their is your first chance.
5: possession off it, they will score a touchdown. Right. Okay. I
4: agree. We- BLG, good stuff as always. We love having you on the show. Thank you very much for doing it today. Check out Bleeding Green Nation on a daily basis if you are an Eagle fan. All right. I'm McDonald. He's McMullen. Mac and Mac coming back. The reality is the show's almost done, and I'm happy for that because I don't have to talk about the Eagles for another 12 hours until I get on WIP (laughs) tonight, so uh, that's a good thing. Uh, We'll come back, put a bow on the show here on Birds 365.
3: Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At and Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick 'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money
1: LES Eagles.
4: Magamac guys wrapping up a reality manic Monday after another Eagles beat down this one at the hands of the Cowboys. Uh, Johnny, we only got time for one last question. Here's what I want to get out of you. Jeff Carr, when we punched him up this morning, said, I asked, what was the most worrisome thing about it? And he said, to the effect, and I apologize for not being able to directly quote him, lack of effort, that the Cowboys just wanted it more than the Eagles. And I got a lot of that on WIP last week when I was on after the the beatdown at the 49ers. Couldn't match their intensity. Do you buy that? Do you believe that? Or is it just certain individuals not wanting to admit other teams are better than the Eagles?
5: Yeah, I think it's more of that, Jody. Uh, don't want to admit uh there's certain teams that can play with the Eagles. I didn't see a lack of effort at any point. Neither did game. I in either of these and, two games. Uh, I, I, uh,
4: I just when I heard that I go, Really? That's what uh, you came away with on the
5: I just saw I think they the played state hard. and yeah, I thought they played very hard. Um you know, you talk about the few plays that and, you know, went positively. The Fletcher Cox play was unbelievable. we talked about that. Uh, you know, Devontae's making a great play, and he get, the ball gets pushed out from behind. And we talked about A.J. with the late hands. And, you know, Devontae's on the birds and making a great catch in the end zone. It went off his fingertips. I, I didn't see a lack of effort. I just saw a lack of um, execution. And, and, you know, a team playing at home, maybe with more rest and, you know, played well. You, they, they, nobody ever tips their cap to the other team no. in this town, ever, no. in never. any sport. Never have, never will.
4: Agreed. And uh, I think you might have to do that with a couple teams in the EA NFC this year. All right, J-Mac, uh, I say we try this again. It probably won't be as painful tomorrow as a lesson as the week goes on. Today was uh both annoying and painful for both of us uh more so for me because i picked the eagles to win so i got egg on my face you actually were correct that the cowboys were the team to beat in dallas this week so uh i'd say we try this again in 22 hours you
5: up for it let's do it we got through it mental health monday we we hope we helped
4: yeah we, hope I, we helped i severely doubt that but we tried uh Mac and
1: Mac back, back again in two and two You've been listening to Birds 365.